Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. And I'll tell you how you can always find us. Pardon me, my voice is not great tonight. Uh, How you can always find us and listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. The number to call is 515-605-9375 or you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash USA blogtalkusa.com, or anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Marvelous Monday podcast under the banner of Blog Talk USA. And now before we get started, I do want to say that our thoughts and our prayers go out, our deepest condolences, to Brett Kavanaugh's steak dinner at Morton's that he was unable, unable to eat because of protesters. So rip steak dinner. And our thoughts and prayers are with you, Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, guys. <laughs> welcome, right. welcome. That's where you get it started. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, hello. But, uh, hello, hello. Dr. McKellar is not on yet, uh, but it sounds like we've got Dr. Hackney and we've got Pastor Cooper. So welcome, fellas. And if we want, we can start how we usually do and get a COVID update. Uh, Dr. Hagney, is that okay? Oh, yes. I'm excited about that. So, as in Texas, Excellent. we've been sort of fighting at the bits. So that's a country statement. <laughs> Those of you know us understand that. <laughs> oh, good evening, everybody. Uh, good evening. Uh, it's, uh, it's a joy to be here, but also a part of sadness of this report. When you think about all what we've been saying for the last two and a half years, I would say the, uh, the item that's been more been consistent over the last two or three years has been his COVID virus. It has been on his uh, his march in development, and it's consistently doing that. And we'll talk about where it is now with the current virus. So, of everything going on, this is the only thing that's been consistent over this whole this whole event. And with that said, I, I want to uh, focus on what we know what really happened. Uh, you know that what's effective is mass effective, safe distance effective and vaccination of effective. We've proven that this past year, and I don't know how other way, other way to say that, because what we're experiencing now, as I sent out to our task force, was occurring across the country. Um, 
uh, is really to a certain extent is sort of frightening. Uh, it's been in, it was sort of speculated because the events for the last couple of months may have been uh, spreaders. Graduation exercises, the uh, the um, um, memorial events, uh, Juneteenth events, the Fourth of July events, family reunion, school reunion, all those events uh, to a certain extent have contributed to what we're probably seeing now. Uh, uh, the um, growth of the virus. And again, the only thing that's consistent has been the mass, uh, the uh, safe distances, and vaccinations. This is, uh, you can't already that enough, but that's, that's what's occurring. But I thank God for our for our, our task force. And I also thank God for two and a half years ago when we recognized there's going to be the need of a task force to address this issue. My hat go out to our black church, our church hubs. We have four events planned between now and uh, uh, September 1st. And so my hat go out to the black pastors, the, the black churches, though this this is the audience, this is the group we able to reach them uh, with these programs. And uh, so, um, and also I've heard some reports there is a, a quantity of vaccine being destroyed because of lack of use. Uh, it's been reported, uh, we might want to document that tonight uh, you know, it's sort of sad that you think about in areas where we need the vaccines and in other areas where a million vials of vaccine are being destroyed for lack of use. So we have, we, in, a, in, a, in other words, we have a, we have a problem. And uh, of course, we have implemented well. We always implement octopus plan and of course it is uh, really showing, borne out that we can involve, be involved in other events in addition to the COVID. If we were just a committee focused on COVID, that would be a, that would be an issue. We thank God we organized the uh, task force along the octopus plan so we can address multiple issues that need to be addressed simultaneously today. So in closing, I was, oh, we need to start thinking about what long COVID infections, we, that need to be uh, discussed and looked at. And also the children vaccines that approve uh, their monitoring state orders of the vaccine. They're hoping the state will order the supply to have enough supply in hand. So uh, that's where we are with the, uh, and it's sad to say that's where we are with the vaccine, and, and we just have to continue safe distances, the masks, uh, and also we got to get those vaccines. But what's sort of what's frightening about the uh, variant four and five, which I always had a concern that this virus would, would mutate to the st- to the effect or stage that it can protect itself from vaccines, and so and uh, and so this uh, period to be what occurred when variant number four and five uh, in relationship to uh, antibody levels that we wanted to get done. But uh, apparently there are even the reinfections apparently the care. And so we'll look at that later on. But this is apparently what is caring is these last two uh, variants. And also there is a sixth variant also been identified that's even more aggressive than variant five. So we, we have a lot of work to do. Well, let's back up. We have a lot of praying to do and do that. And uh, so, uh, of course, this is serious, and we need to we need to act that way. But we did the only thing we have in it: not two kids, the mass, safe distances, and the vaccinations. Okay, that's that's my update. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. And Dr. Hackney, let me ask you, because I trust your advice, and um, as we all remember, my children's pediatrician is in the pokey. So. <laughs> um, Sorry to make light of it. Uh, my two-year-old is, uh, I know that he's now eligible or soon to be eligible for the vaccine. Do you recommend that I 
that I uh, go ahead and get it for him? Do you think it's safe for children that young? Oh yes, we we have to look at uh, our youth of the future, uh, and that's what that's why they're monitoring the states that are ordering the vaccine. Uh, make sure the state order, and also our pediatricians, our doc, our healthcare groups are just been phenomenal. Your pediatrician, the nurses, mm-hmm. the pharmacies, and all those groups who are waiting in on these vaccines. There are groups. Oh yes, we uh, and uh, your your pediatrician, your healthcare people. They need to stay close to them, listen to their advice. I don't come in when you worry you say it, but the pediatrician <laughs> groups, the healthcare groups, they are they are they have been fantastic. The nurses, the net healthcare groups, yeah. and all those working with the children, and it need to be a community effort because I know parents and also the schools. Uh, someone was telling me this past weekend, schools been very active in in posting programs up. So yes. Uh, this virus, we have to protect our younger people. Uh, so instead, this mm-hmm. past weekend, we talked about interacting with our seniors, they're our future. And also, the reports were with the death rates and also the surgeons of these exes uh, in, in young ages is being documented. So, yes, uh, mm-hmm. they, you speak to your pediatrician and, and move forward with that. And, you know, if he or she can, you know, you know I'm not going mention when you say they're in, but they can still make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, absolutely. Let me let me say one more thing. He has a practice. He has him, you know, it follows through the hoax. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to say quickly, and then we'll hand it over to you, Pastor Cooper. Um, you mentioned long COVID that we need to be talking oh. about and thinking about and looking at the long-term effects. Uh, I just wanted to share this um story that I know of, just for people to be watching out for for things that they may not think about, Uh, a friend of mine had COVID. Uh, She was really sick with it, and she recovered. And after she recovered, she stubbed her toe, and within about an hour, her entire foot looked like she had been, like, bitten by a brown recluse spider. And it was just just a, a toe stub, and they she went to the doctor, and they called it COVID toe. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. effect that it had, it did something with the uh, blood vessels, I think, or the capillaries, yes. something. Yes. Uh, yes. And it's a, as a result of COVID. So when we talk about long-term COVID or long COVID, those kind of uh, symptoms, be on the lookout for things that are not the norm. Uh, because I think there's just a lot of weird things that we don't know a lot yet. So we should be talking about it, like Dr. Hagney said. And uh, if you see something strange or feel something strange, just go to the doctor and ask about it, especially if you've had COVID. So that's so true. We've had several incidents within the last couple of weeks. Individuals thought they had a cold, thought they had a flu, but it was actually COVID. I'd advise anyone to have any flu-type symptoms right now, whatever, a particular future, go, go to your doctor and have it checked. Long-term yeah. area, you're so right. Is an area that's that next area we have to work on because all those preconditions uh, uh, that that's uh, that's there is apparently this vaccine viruses illuminates those whether it be lung, uh, heart issues, mm-hmm. heart attacks, younger ages, and uh, and these are so like some of those I would say preconditions that have been underlying conditions who might have been managed mm-hmm. in the past. But apparently what happened in, in, in long-term COVID, those areas are being uh, uh, affected, uh, even being worsened. So, and of course, this, that, that virus is working behind the scenes in the lungs and kidneys and all those areas. 
That's why it's very yeah. important to go to your physician, let them do those complete studies, do those complete analysis, uh, and that, that's critical. That's going to be our next major discussion about long-term COVID and individuals getting re- they're getting reinfected two and three times. And so it, it, that, yeah. that's a serious area. And I, I had to go off to researchers who are working in that area, and uh, we need to just continue the work. And by all means, uh, the safety is uh, let them rule out COVID first before you self-determine and diagnose. And that, that mm-hmm. should be the plan of action. Identify, rule out COVID, whatever the symptoms, whatever the ailments are, then you can move to if it's something else. But let's rule out COVID or manage that first on the front end because we have people being treated for something else and, and it's a couple of months later find they had COVID all, COVID all along. And it wasn't ruled yeah. out when they were being initially treated. So I, I agree with you. That's, it's a major area that we are going to have to address and pay a major attention to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you so much for that. Uh, Pastor Cooper, what do you have for us or anything to add well, on I COVID? just want to pick it, yeah, pick it back on what he's saying. It's so true. Um, and, you know, I try to sweep on all sides of the street. And in doing so, you know, we're pro-choice. Now, what does that mean? Oh, that's a loaded question, loaded statement. Pro-choice means that, uh, you can choose to get vaccinated or not. You can choose to uh, get tested or not. But I like what Dr. Hagner is saying. Our pharmacists online here as Life Service has been doing so. That is this. Rule out COVID first. Go ahead. Because yeah. COVID may treat you different than it treats your son or your daughter or your grandparents or whatever. So if you're walking around and you're not vaccinated, that's fine. That's up to you. Now, we preach and teach, hey, Go get vaccinated, get get the boosters, do all the things to take stuff. Like I, I share with my brother all the time, I don't mind dying. It's just that in-between state I don't want to deal with. I don't know what the, the uh, underlying issues I have, how I'm going to react to it. Like you said, COVID toe. Uh, there's a young man out there, and uh, he, he just told everybody he's not going to get vaccinated. Well, he came down with the worst COVID spell just six weeks ago. And he said, man, it's the worst thing ever. So now he thinks he has antibodies in his body. So that, that's great. But now he has residual effects of COVID. He has a lingering mm-hmm. cough. Now he's testing negative for COVID, but he has a lingering cough now. He still feels miserable. He gets tired quicker. We have a young lady. She was saying, well, she didn't want to get vaccinated. So uh, she didn't have a taste for over a year. She just got the taste back, smell back, didn't like chicken. I mean, so these are side effects that I'm asking everyone to speak about. So if you want to uh, live your pro-choice life of not having the vaccination, that's great. But be ready for the consequences. That's, that's yeah. all we're saying here. So, so I'm, I'm good with how you feel, get masked up or not, uh, get vaccinated or not. But explain to your family members how you feel if you're choosing not to get boosted or vaccinated. Don't lie to them. Tell them the truth. And like I said, yeah. I choose to be healthy, and I don't want to suffer as much as anyone else. Yes. Yes, very well said. And let me piggyback on what you said, uh, and this isn't to do with COVID, but I have to throw this in here. Uh, pro-choice. There is a woman, I'm sure you guys have heard, in Texas, who I think she was in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, hopped into the HOV lane, but she was she appeared to be alone in her car, and she got a ticket. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's pregnant though, and 
according to Texas, <laughs> her fetus is a full-blown person, so she's fighting that ticket. <laughs> so I wanted to let everybody yes. know that. <laughs> I heard that. And I want my retroactive um, child tax credit for when I was pregnant with Colin. <laughs> <laughs> full blown. There you go. Yep. But again, and, and we have fun fun with that. Again, like you said, we bring light to uh, to hard subjects and stuff. And so, and we all uh, pro. You know, everybody knows I'm, I'm pro life. But the deal is, I want life also at the uh, uh, at the doctor's office. I want life in, in the courtroom. I want life in the education room. Even though it's your choice to do what you want to do. Uh, but we want life uh, when you get pulled over. We want life in all, all those circumstances. Yeah. So we just have to look at what everyone is talking about. Matter of fact, I invited a, uh, a friend of mine. I hope he's listening. I hope he tunes in and jumps in here. Because right now in the state of Texas, we have a lot of young, uh, interesting entrepreneurs, business professionals that are out here in the community and yeah, some of them identify as Democrats, some of them identify as Republicans, some of them identify as independent. What they are are people with voices, and we need to listen to them, and we need to hear mm-hmm. their voice and hear what they're saying. Because sometimes we look at somebody and say, oh, they're Hispanic, they vote this way. Or they're Hispanic, they think this way. They're black, or they think mm-hmm. that way. Now, let me help you out with something. If you hadn't spoken to a 22-year-old, 25-year-old lately, you might be in for a, a, yeah. a awakening. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, hey, let me True. say this right here. How y'all doing, first of all? Welcome. Oh, hello, 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 hello. Hello. Y'all doing all right? Well, look here. Great. I'm pro-choice and I'm pro-life. I'm pro-choice first, yes. though. I'm pro-choice there you first. Go. There you I'm pro-choice first. And then, and yes. then, and then I am pro-life. Uh, but like I said, again, I'm for pro, pro, pro-life all the way through. Now, we're no death penalty, right? Make sure baby get yeah. make sure baby get fed after they get here. That's right. Right. You That's know? right. 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 So, so I'm pro right. you know, so pro life to have opportunity to oh, you know right. all the way through. And so you know yeah. so this yeah. is you know we got a situation where folks making like it's either or it's not either or. Right. That's right. You can That's be, right. You can be pro choice. You can be pro choice, which That's I am. Right. I'm not. Right. You know I'm not. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. You know, so basically, uh, so you know, we need to, you know, we need to quit using uh, 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 those folks' framework to talk about our issues. Yeah. Those frames there don't you fit. Go, brother, that's those frames don't fit what we're talking about. And as long as we're using their frames, you know, we're gonna be sounding like we, you know, bouncing around up in here. Oh, oh that's right. They're gonna make you look like you're trying to choose. You know, when in reality, Mike, I know you pro-choice. You know, and I know you, and I know you, and I know you, and I know you. You know, both of them, just like I am. So basically, I'm just saying, you know, don't pick one. But we won't pick both. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, and we want it in the HOV lane too. (laughs) That's what she was trying to say. That's right. We want it in the HOV lane too. (laughs) Yes, Yes. pro HOV. You know, in in the country, we 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 talk about rabbit trails. We're gonna have a, mm-hmm. there are a lot of rabbit trails being thrown out there. You know, a rabbit jump up, the dogs can chase that rabbit. Well, that's yes. what's happening. People are throwing out all sorts of rabbit trails, burning up a lot of time, yeah. a lot of energy, and getting nowhere. 
And so what we need to do is you, we need to take charge of this subject. Someone said the other day, somebody trying to change the, person, the discussion of slavery and what slavery was. You know, when, you, when we allow someone else to choose the subject and you join in the conversation, you're going to lose the conversation because they're controlling the conversation. They can change in traffic trail any time they want. All they're doing is wasting your time about uh, rabbit trail chasing. What we need yeah. to do, this is what, we're, what, this is what we're doing in healthcare with our task force. We're taking a lead to change this unacceptable healthcare system we're experiencing. It. And we're not following anybody else's lead, the state, the federal government, whatever like that. We're looking at the real world, what's happening here in real communities of color, and listen to people in the real, real communities of color. And I'm telling everybody to read this book about plantation life in East Texas. If you have not read that book, you should, you, you, in your teaching, whatever, then we'll address that issue. You don't get caught down rabbit trails when you understand what really what happened. And then you, you, you bring that subject up. We don't write enough. We don't do enough research. We, we read what other people write, what other people say. We need to start writing our own story. We got Doc, there's enough. Trust me. Trust me. The information is there. Uh, it ain't about us writing. We, we, we write. There's lots of great stuff that's written. We need to read more. And, and go and research more because the, the information is there, Doc. It's there. So it's just about put people like you who have read that book, people like people like you who have read that book. Then you need to every now and then share a nugget from that book oh, so that folks oh, can learn. Oh, that's what I've been doing. That's what, I, that's what I've been doing. Uh, it, that's what I've been doing. Exactly. That's what I've been doing the last week. I'm telling people if you haven't read this book, you don't need to be teaching the class. And see another thing. Give us a nugget. Give us a nugget. Give us a nugget from the book. Give us a nugget. I'll right give you an example. When we look at the COVID, all this knowledge we supposed to have, what's the explanation for what's happening in, this, in these United States with this virus that we have all the information? Well, that's one thing we sort of we're fooling ourselves in America. We're fooling ourselves in America that we have all the information. But when you look at the results, nobody know how to use it. Nobody know how to use information because. Biggest problem: the left hand doesn't communicate with the right hand. You can have all the information in your hand, your right hand. If you don't let your left hand know what's going, on, all you have is information. So we have a lot of people with information that not, that don't know how to, that's not using that information. Look at what's happening, and look at look what's happening in this virus. How in the world can we justify over a million people dying in this in this, in this country? We supposed to have all that information. If you have information, then you should have you shouldn't have the results you have. That's what we were talking about with the prostate project. If we have all the well, information well, the about CSA process, why we have the numbers we have. So people with information. Doctor, you would know, know the people with information, as you well know, uh, in this current uh, supremacist system that we're in, uh, sometimes they don't, the, the right hand, they don't want the right hand to know what the left hand doing. That's part of the well, while program. We lie, while, while, we lie, while we lying and chasing the rabbit trail with them. Somewhere along well, the line, know, everybody we'll ain't doing it. Well, well, yeah, but everybody ain't doing that. Now, remember, we're in the middle of a struggle. We're, 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 middle, we're, a continu- we're a continuation of a great struggle, Doc. We're a continuation. This is where we are at this time. Other people have struggled in this thing, and they did what they did. So it ain't like, it ain't like why ain't, oh, we done did a lot, and there's people still working. And I'm just saying, and I'm just saying, you know, right now, this is our turn to do what we're going to do uh, and, and to waste time trying to figure out, why somebody ain't did something, I found that that's just a waste of energy. And all I'm saying is, well, that's you know, like that book that you read, and then, like the book you read, I'm saying, if you read it, you know, yeah, I'm sure you have, I'm saying every now and then, give us a concept from the book that you read, right? You know, well, not, you know just, just yeah. tell them to read it. Tell them why they ought to read it. 
for what you know, you know this the this chapter here talked about whatever. And you know, give us that, so folks. I call it the Alex Haley method. We we I give you a question example of that. No, when we think when you talk about black health in that book, need to understand what happened in healthcare on the prior to the plantation, and what happened. We use that in analogy this past weekend. Look at what happened in plantation. Look what happened in, uh, in reconstruction, and look at what's happening now. And you'll see that it's not that much different. You can take one specific wow. area of pain, how we're diagnosed and treated this pain. It's consistent. Uh, you know, so you can take that book and see in healthcare. How many articles have been, read, been written on black healthcare? We're gonna write a book on that from slavery all the way through now. And so, so well, we're going to, and we we using that book as an example. We tell anybody, everybody, you come in East Texas, you sit on the porch with an individual, you you a physician, whatever like that. You have to understand that person, remember, come through the back door to see a physician. We were just talking about this past weekend. Some places they still treat it like they're coming through the back door. So we need to understand why people respond to that. So, yeah, in that book, there are plenty of examples you can use in that book to show documentation of what are occurring right now, and the only thing changed has been the dates and times. And, and what we need to do, again, is bring that book to the forefront, and I'm going to get a copy. I'll read it and do exactly what Arthur's saying. We are the news, CS.TV. Uh, we have the political channel. We, we have the the spiritual channel, we, we have the octopus channel, all that stuff, Dr. Shirley McCallum's channel, and we're going to talk about those things, those items in, in, in those books. And that's the reason why I'm talking about how we present ourselves to the masses. There are more folks that out there that think more like a Democrat than anything else. The problem is that they've been labeled like Brother Arthur said. We have to get rid of these stigmas and these labels and talk about reality, and reality is, is that we need to uh, be more transparent in our organizations, in our parties. We need to be more transparent with the things that we've read and the knowledge that we have and expose it through media and expose it through uh, visual media, television. That, that's the mean. Hey, 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 let me say this. Hey, Doc, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Bird. Okay, now Dr. Michael Bird, you know, Harvard and so forth, uh, and, and, I, and, and I actually have a manuscript of the book. I mean, he said I have an actual manuscript here of, of, the, of the book before it was printed. Uh, and it's called The American Health Dilemma. And it's from, and it, and, and, and it covers it, like you said, Doc, from all the way from slavery time up to now. It has all the information. He did all the analysis. Uh, it, it, like one of them says, uh, okay, the relationship between race, medicine, and health care in the U.S. Uh, you know, uh, another topic is the uh, medical and scientific ex- exploitation. Why Tuskegee was no aberration. Uh, the origin of persistence of racism. So he breaks. I mean, he breaks it all down. Back there's a, the information is there. Is what I'm saying. And we just need to, uh, you know, get it to, uh, get it to people, uh, and, and 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 give them a, a rubric bit where they and show them how to use it. And like I tell people, okay, the basic thing about healthcare. I tell people this because I was in the business for a minute. When you go to the doctor, you need to own your body. Own your body when you go to the doctor. You know, uh, inquire. Uh, uh, you know, you know, you know. There, there's a, there, they did a study, and it's in here. About they sent, did blind studies, sent people to the doctor's office, black, white, same, same issues. Okay, that's real. So if you don't go in, if you if doctor don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, if he says what well, he what well, it might be this way, you know, if you feel like you need test ran, you need to say, I need test ran. See what I'm saying? You know. 
Yeah, I know you we'll do. I ain't got no insurance. You know, you still need to say I need test ran, even if you ain't got no insurance. Okay. But you know, another little step farther than that, we're working on the book that you know, physicians know how to form it. They don't know how to de-cement. And see, when you we and see that's we we trust in this system that is really to a certain extent is not a failed system. You know, even before you go to that doctor, you need to know about your body before you even go to the doctor. And so, and then when you get in there, you know, he writes those meds and all that. You know, there's a whole that's just the beginning. For example, I give you a classic example. We, we, we in this book we're putting together for everybody having their hand. Everybody should have a list of meds that he or she's on. Okay, when you go in that doctor and everything, and then see what's occurring right now, there are a lot of individuals' medical profile have not been updated. They have they have medication on their profilers, medication in this this uh, DC that haven't been used. So that's one of the points we're gonna put in this book. If you go to a doctor, make sure your medical history is updated in that computer. You know why that's important? Because you go to the emergency room, just like not having a drug list on your hand. You go to that emergency room, they pull your medical record in that system. If you only had the dish that's been DC, then you might receive that medication. And the other deal, nobody knows where to destroy meds. You know, everybody loves to give meds. American, American is a drug hook society. You can give a med any color field to an American. They believe and they'll take it. But see what? Where do you destroy those meds? If you go in Dallas and ask people, what pharmacists in Dallas, all these experiments you have, and where can you take those meds? What pharmacy in Dallas you can take those, or Beaumont or wherever, that would take those meds back tomorrow? And do you understand Doc, why you want to? we need to get the folks some information about about how to protect themselves when they go to the doctor from those meds. Sure. I'm going to give an example. You know, a lot of people don't know that if you dehydrate it, if you dehydrate it and you go to the doctor, uh, you know, that could make your blood pressure be high just because you're dehydrated, right? You, know, you, you may have some, but that's one of the things that, cause, you know, that could have your blood pressure high. Now, a lot of times docs are too quick to just put people on meds like that. You know, they're well, even, I mean, I've been to docs, what you know they what? do, what they do, kind of stuff. And, and so I'm saying, you know, know, I was smart to say, hey, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. No, we ain't going to do that. We need, we're going to do this first. So I'm just saying that, they, that when you go to the doctor, there's other uh, you know, and then they, they once you get you on that med, then next thing you know, you walk around with a bag. Well, no, why don't you mention? Why don't you? you I noticed you didn't. You mentioned the doctor. You mentioned the patient. You you didn't mention major important person part of that loop is the pharmacist. See, in our healthcare yeah. in America, uh, pharmacies have not been given the credit for being the drug expert. Now that's beginning to change. You know, the that, he's going to pick the drugs up, Doc. He's going to pick the drugs up. Then I'm talking about we need we, we need a book written about how to go to the doctor. How oh, to go to yeah, the doctor. These are the things when you go to the doctor. Uh, what I, you I, do? What, before you get to the doctor, it's too late then. That book should also include once you leave that doctor's office, even sometime before, you need to stop by the pharmacist. In yeah. America, you, we can go to a doctor. He or she will write a prescription. We go in and take that medication religiously because we are a drug hook society. People know in America you can give a person a pill, call a pill for anything, they'll take it. But in that loop should be that register. Once you get that prescription filled or even prior, go, you, that's why they used to call pharmacists and doctors before. You need to stop by that pharmacist once that physician gives you that prescription or for, and you're going to go there and take that med. 
you need to consult with your pharmacist. Even before well, you go to pharmacy. Well, under pharmacists, it should be a section that says, uh, you know, this is how pharmacists can keep you, uh, you know, off of meds. This is what they can do to help you figure out what's wrong with you. I'm saying that we don't have, we don't have that, and we don't have that kind of education. Well, that's what we're working on with this racist medical system we're in. Then we just, you know, we're just pawns in a money play, you know, and that's what it comes down to. That's what we're doing with the task force. We'll put together that book that we're going to utilize in rural communities of color. And other people there, yeah, you're exactly. Those parts you just mentioned are actually going to be put in that book from step one all the way through to the even discussion by drug destruction I mentioned earlier. Most people have all abuse of drugs. Youth used to get those drugs from their parents, from their med cabinet. And I'm not going to talk about that much. But People have expired meds in their cabinets, in their home, and they do not know what to do with them. I asked that question a while ago. Ask the individual, where's the list, what's the list of pharmacists in Dallas that you can take that bag of meds, and that pharmacist would take those. And also, why you don't need to flush meds down a sink. Uh, and so that needs to be in there. You can take water samples in some of these cities, and you get more drug levels of meds that have been digested down through the system why you can't take them back to the pharmacist? Well, see, now, see, another thing, that's, that's why people need to understand the policy. There are guidelines which pharmacists can take medication back to regulated, regulated by the federal government, and they have a list of those pharmacies. That's the information. We wander through this so-called health care system. We've hauled all these meds. We have, like I said a while ago, you go in any city and ask anybody, what retail pharmacist in this city can I take these expired meds back? You go visit your, bar- your grandparents. They may have bags of medication. You say, what pharmacist in this city or whatever city in America, what pharmacist in this city can I take these bags med- bag meds back tomorrow illegally, and this pharmacist will take I, those uh, those I, medications? I still, they, my it, it, I still got my mama's pill box with all, with, with all that stuff. I, I still got it. Mm-hmm. How long you yeah. had it? Sure, so, so, where, so I'm going to ask you this one. So where in Dallas can you take your mother? Peel off back for for destruction. Do you know what pharmacy you. can do that? No, no, no I'm not. No, 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 Everybody in Italy, across America, listen, listen, America. Early on, we identified substance abuse. Children were going in the cabinets because their new mom was taking pain medication, and most kids know name of pain medication, so they were going to the medication cabinet. And, and taking those meds, and they were abusing those meds and taking them to school. So back to the question, every in every city, this that's, that's the list we're working on, in every town, if you if, if you listen to this radio show tonight, you call in your city and find out where you can take your medication back and destroy. That's what everybody in America should do across that, because we are in a day with drugs. Uh, who can they call? Uh, who, who can they call, Doc? Who can they call? Who can they call, Doc? Well, I mean, well the federal government, the federal uh, government, they have a list. But you start with your local pharmacist. The people, people in healthcare got to do what they're supposed to do right in their city. You know, we, you don't need to be calling Washington D.C. and see which retail pharmacist. So you can call, call your, your local pharmacist, pharmacist, right? And that retail pharmacist, okay. the closest pharmacist, should be able to tell you which other pharmacist can take uh, their medication back. See, in healthcare, we got so to you clean can up my local pharmacist. We have all these ideas, all these titles. Making a lot of money, if they're not doing totally what they're supposed to be doing, and the, and the public doesn't know that. We will assume they're doing that, but what's happening in America and healthcare system, people are not doing it. 
But you, you're doing it tonight, and that's my point. I call it the Alex Haley uh, uh, program, where we have to get, act like roots all over again, put this on television, put it on our biz channel, put it on our uh, radio channel. We have to continue to talk about it. So no, no one else is doing it. We're, we're, we are the news. We have to talk about it. These are the things we have to bring up. That's right. Rihanna, where are you at? Rihanna, you still there? Oh, oh, she didn't left. She went on. We we we're gonna keep on. We're gonna keep on moving. We're gonna keep on okay. moving. Okay. Right. Okay. I was gonna ask her something. I, I was gonna ask her. Let's try while she left. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. On. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, hey, hey, here. What about the? Do we go? Well, now you got anything else to say about the healthcare thing? Cause, cause I wanna, oh no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. We, we are. I just. Just take my hat off to all the healthcare workers working so hard out there, and we need more of them. So, God bless them. Pray for them, and you know they can, you know they can continue doing what they're trained to do. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the. Uh, I'll talk two things. You know, it's going to be okay. The, 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 the January fifth uh, committee going to be on tomorrow. Before I talk about that, I want to talk about the Republican uh, platform. Well, just a couple, a couple things on that platform. Uh, that I like to, you know, talk to y'all about. Now, now they, of course, you know, I know y'all, y'all talked about the abortion thing a little bit earlier, but you know, they went, they, they went all the way hard on that. You know, they just went, they just went berserkers. Ten-year-olds can have a baby. I want to, I want to, I want nine-year-olds can have a baby. Probably under that program, nine-year-olds can have a baby. So it's just crazy, you know, what they're doing. What y'all think about our Republican Party actions as far as that? For that position, and what we going and how we gonna and how we gonna use that to get the sense of urgency going? You know, we we have the uh, uh, the Democratic Texas State Commission gonna be up here in Dallas this weekend. Mm. So, well, now I start out with Mike. I start with Mike. Mike, are you gonna be up here this weekend? Uh, well, what are we gonna be doing? I mean, what are you gonna be doing rather? Uh, uh, as far as what's why are you there uh, to convey a sense of urgency? Uh, you know, with the issues, what do you plan to do for uh, the convention this weekend? Well, we have to go around and uh, hurry up, like you said, Dr. Chris, program. Let them know that we're working on all sides. Uh, every This is just a, a foreshadowing of what's coming. Uh, voters' rights is going to go away next. And, again, this is not a, a Democrat or Republican thing. I don't care about all of that. Uh, this is a democracy thing. Uh, they're just taking right after right after right. Uh, we're going back backwards. Uh, if just making America great again, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, we're going back to the 60s and 50s. We want to teach uh, our kids uh, and our youth to do the right thing, but at the same time, they need their choices. Uh, we still have to wait for a president and uh, Congress to, to give us the right to vote as minority people in, in America, African Americans in America. Uh, the Voting Rights Act, Civil Rights Act, all of those things are in jeopardy right now. We have to make sure that we go around and touch every caucus. I don't care if it's Hispanic caucus, Black caucus, whatever. We need to make sure that we are there at the table. Like I said before, when we went to Austin, we didn't go there asking for anybody to invite us to the table. We have a table. We need to talk about our table. Uh, issues and, and at the table. It's not complicated. We have folks that are genuinely pro-life. And guess what? That means that they want good health care. They want good education. They want to close the uh, health gap, wealth gap, injustice gap. 
So we're all on the same page. So we can't let anybody divide us. We can't let anybody steal our flag. We can't let anybody steal our honor. We are with honor, and we want to make sure that we get the right things done. And we have to go around and, and to all of these events the next uh, three or four days and watch this. We have to go to uh, Republican events. We have to make sure that we let the world know that we are not afraid of issues. We, can, we are educated. We're going to educate them. And you know what happens when I talk to Republicans? They go, you know what, you're right. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't see it like that. We, so we can't shy away from anything. Y'all happen to be a pastor. That was a guy by the name of Paul that was in the Bible. And he went after the disciples after he got saved. They didn't want to hear from him because he was crucifying uh, uh, Christians before. So he had a, a new song, and basically what he's saying is that there's a better way. What I thought was right is not right. Y'all, that's what I'm doing. It's a hard assignment that I have, but it's not complicated. I am a Texan. I grew up in uh, East Texas, Southeast Texas. Uh, got DNA all over Texas. So what we're saying is that we're losing uh, people because of division. We cannot stand divided. Well, let me just say this, Mike. You know, the, you know, it takes two to tango. And if and if and if the right. no, nah, I'm not gonna use that analogy. I ain't gonna say the devil. But anyway, if you if your opposite don't wanna don't want to you know dance with you, you know, and they just gonna do something else. Uh, again, again, the, 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 you know, this ain't that they don't know. Mike, they know. They, they, they you know, they know. So we, I'm not gonna pretend they don't know. Oh, you know what? I know now. I didn't know that before you told me that, Mike. Yeah, they knew it. They knew it. And, but they, and, and you, all you need to let them know that you know. And let them know that you know, and you have to have the exactly. conversation. Because otherwise, yeah, yeah, and you're, you're not going to get the things done that we need. Let's have a conversation. That's all I'm saying. Let's yeah, have a conversation, but yeah, let's have, have an honest conversation. Right. Let's have an honest conversation. Well, you, I'm not okay, I, I, well, I'm well, not going to let well, them pretend they don't know when I know they know. Dr. Martin and, Luther and so, King, I, <clears throat> Dr. Martin Luther King, 6465, he went to LBJ, Lindy Johnson, and all of the people in, in, in control. Those folks didn't care about African Americans. They didn't care about the issues of the day. What I'm saying is this, that those that are in power, those that are in, in, in position, we have to let them know that we know, that they know, and we know, and we're not going away, and we're going to continue to fight these fights. I, I'm not going away. Watch this. I'm not going away because uh, I wasn't the nominee this time. Yeah, I hope somebody heard that this time. We need someone that's going to fight for all people and all rights. And then let them decide what they want to do with their body and things themselves while we're protecting their health and all the other things. So what I'm saying is this is that I'm not going away. I'm going to be at this party. I may be at another party. But I'm going to make sure that I'm there telling everybody about the, the, the fact that we're not going away. That's all I'm saying. We're not going away. Well, our voice is going to be heard <clears throat> in the streets and in the seats. Here, like, any, okay, in that platform, one of the things they say they want, they say they want to do away with the Voting Rights Act. Okay, they ain't playing. They mean that. They mean that, and they saying it to your face. They want it gone. So, uh, you know, basically, basically, what I'm telling folks is, you know, and, and all this, yeah, of course, you know, this, you know, uh, uh, the the issue right now, especially for the Republican Party, is that with all this quote, as they say, wokeness going on. Uh, they're being, you know, real American history is being exposed. And so all of this is about, you know, we don't want to talk about that. Our kids feel bad, all that kind of stuff. So uh, so, so I want to ask 
each of you guys, you know, dealing with that kind of mentality, what's the plan? Either one of y'all, uh, Doc, you go first. You know, I, in, in, in dealing with the, uh, you mentioned the early educational system, uh, the information you want to teach and say, you know, uh, uh, I always say, you know, we uh, we made a mistake when we trusted someone else to educate us. And also, we continue to make that mistake to think we're still going to learn from them. You know, this whole uh, plan several years ago was to get us to this point where they would tell us what they're going to teach us. I tell the churches, you know, we have a lot of spaces. We we need to, there is information that we can be teaching ourselves. And we need to do that. Uh, we, you know, we need to we need to sit and listen to our old folks tell our youth some stories uh, about history and the things they went through. Because you look at people who teach in the, in the educational system now, where did they where, where did they learn their history? They, who taught them? You know, we giving these college we giving people too much credit for their education they receive wherever they received it from, and no matter how accurate it was, inaccurate it was, and how many uh, uh, gaps in it. So I, that's why I'm saying we made the mistake of thinking someone else uh, they were smarter and they can educate us and they continue to educate us. I think they were shocked. They would be shocked when we find out we started teaching our own self in our own location, our own community, and then you know, and, and then we can go interact in the public school system. But we don't have to rely on the public school system to teach us everything we need to be taught. You know, that, we 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 now we recognize that in healthcare. That's a big mistake we made in healthcare. We thought other people going to take care of us. So I think in healthcare and in, in, in education we need. Uh, start our own discussion. Start our own classes, and I, uh, we can talk about it. Help, but also I'll say listen to the grandparents. Cause another couple of years when these eighty plus old individuals passing going on, uh, the accurate story won't be able to be told anyway. Particularly by our young in a, in a young groups, cause they didn't even listen, listen to their grandparents. So what we I would suggest we do our plan right now. All in African Americans who are eighty and above, record them. All these family reunion we go into and everything. Listen. Let them tell their story before they leave this area. And that's that's, my that's what real point. history is. And that's I, 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 I recommend that to all the family you guys. Let, let the oldest person there sit down and just listen to him or her. Doc, we have a program. Yeah, we have our 50th. You mentioned that. Just mentioned we have our, we're having our 50th year reunion this year, my family. And uh, and, yeah, and we have a thing we call Word, Words from the Wise. So during the program, we have mm-hmm. Our wise people stand up and do just what you're saying, mm-hmm. and so that's what we. And so you know, and I say you know, a lot of folks are doing that. You know, not not enough, not enough. You're right about that, not enough. And so we need, you know, we need more people to educate their own and develop their own families first. Exactly. You know, that's exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to keep in mind too that society. With integrating schools now, all of a sudden we're going like, hey, we had the best plan. We we're educating ourselves in African American communities. Well, now we have to go back and use that same application for all communities, and that's going back mm-hmm. to the basics of all of this. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's classroom management. It's uh, control exactly. uh, uh, of the class, uh, making sure we teach the basics. Get back to the basics. Stop worrying about teaching mm-hmm. uh, towards a, a, a test. Uh, right. Somebody told me about teaching towards tests. We used to have a daily grade, weekly grade, and if you weren't doing good on those weekly grades, daily grades, <clears throat> we knew that the pattern was coming up that you're not going to get the semester test done. So uh, we, we need to go back to those basics, and, and that works for all communities. So, again, I'm exactly. putting on, on, up on all sides of the street. So what's good for us is good for all of the state of Texas. 
So th- these oh, yes, are sir. the things that we have to do. Yeah. And, and I want to remind you where that testing system came came, came from. Remember, once George Bush, after a coup d'état in Richmond, <laughs> George Bush became governor. George Bush became uh, George Bush became governor. His brother, with, uh, with working with H. Ross Perot, started off with no pass, no play, because yep. because black folks winning all the athletic contests, football championships, uh-huh. and so forth. Right. So they implemented that. Then and then okay, they implemented it. And then we started passing and kept playing, kept winning. Then they came up with this testing system. And, and once they started that, because I used to work in special ed and stuff, where they, where they misdirect kids. That system is set up just to misdirect, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. It, it's a mm-hmm. misdirection system. And it's an identifying system. They put you on a path. Once they put you in it, you're on a whole other road than where you was going. You know, so, you know, like even that, you know, it's a, and, and on top of it, 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 it ain't nothing but a money scam. It, it has no actual value to the student or the teacher. And, you know, because it's, it's like this. The kids are smart. They can pass that test whether they do their homework or not. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and, and, and the test, that, and it's hardest on the kids that's really, you know, it's really trying so forth. And, and, then, and, then the, and then the whole atmosphere of testing is like, it's like mm-hmm. a pressure point. And, and to the point that the kids know that once they get through with all them tests, I don't know how many they do now, but they, I think it's like two or three. But when they get through doing that last test, they kind of like go on vacation in their mind. They, to them, school is over. Mm. Yeah, school is over. Wow. You know what I mean? In wow. their mind, because I done passed yeah. the test. I'm, I, yeah. I'm finna pass anyway. And they write. Yeah. They are finna pass anyway because they passed the test. So you've actually taken a, something out the teacher's hands. And gave it to a corporation, a corporate mm-hmm. uh, a testing regimen corporation, where they making money, yeah. and now you've introduced this whole new uh, dynamic and atmosphere into the schoolhouse, which, which, which is further dividing the teacher from the student. student oh, from, you know what I mean? That's, so, so that's so true. When I was in back in education, college level and everything, I, I attended my first state, I guess they must have called it a school convention there in Houston. I, I walked into that. I walked into that exhibit hall. When I saw the number of attorney firms, CPA firms, engineering firms, uh, and for the contract in the school system, then I knew then who controlled our school system. You know, guys. You know, Castle uh, Turf and all these guys were exhibiting all that kind of stuff. That's so wow. This, this is this is an issue. This is an issue. And so we're seeing the results of that right now. Uh, what, what's occurring? You know, when you mentioned that after after uh, the kids take the grade and every stop, a son of mine, oh, he's teaching in that. He that is, he experienced that after the exam was over. They thought they, some of the class was showing kids movies, and he said, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Said, they they okay. I, I, you, when you said that, he said they scared they they at the end I, before the semester was over, they was kids was sitting there watching the movies. Movie. I lived it. That, I lived it. Is that real? I lived it. Is that real? That is real. I lived that. That's what, that's what I'm telling you about. That's what I'm saying. The test, okay, when we was in school, they taught you reading, writing, real tick. They taught you, you know, a few social graces and so forth. You know, they kind of had so much stuff. So they were like into you, right? And, mm-hmm. and, like, and like now, everything involves around the test. The teacher, if my kids don't pass the test and I'm a bad teacher and I'm a I might lose my job, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Even though I'm working with mm-hmm. a disadvantaged group, 
You know, even mm-hmm. though I'm working with a disadvantaged group, so forth mm-hmm. and so on. So even a teacher has to teach to the test, try to keep their job. So the only folks wow. getting anything out of it is folks that's paying, is folks that's making money off of giving us their intent. I mean, you know, giving us the, the, the testing regimen. I, I don't know. I'm going to ask this question. What's the, what's the role of our black, uh, uh, what is it, school board, what is it, uh, school board members? What role or what voices do they have into what we're talking about? You know, these school board well, you know, members like, and. Is there any other representative? Is there any other representative? Because I, I, I speak to the school board here in Dallas and, and in Lancaster, uh, you know, here in my area. It's like anything else. It, it's like, it's like uh, what do you want? Them to do if you don't if you don't show up just like anything else in politics if you don't show up mm-hmm. then they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do because they ain't got no mm-hmm. ain't nobody telling them no ain't nobody asking no questions yeah mm-hmm. and so they just do what they want to do so school board the same way if uh, if you got an issue with uh, too many kids black kids or whatever getting punished or whatever you need to show mm-hmm. up and say something about it. You need to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ask them what they're doing about it, though. You know, if you, you have to, somebody has to come up and, and represent. If you don't do that, then it's going to do what they're going to do. I mean, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. Right, but keep in mind, though, the school board is limited in what they can do. And, and that's the reason why I ran for lieutenant governor, start with all the things. And uh, they have a budget. They can move some money around. They can either fix the gym floor or fix the uh, library or, or fix the uh, teacher's uh, room, you know. They can move money around like that. Uh, they can hire the superintendent or fire the superintendent. Uh, they can look at policies, certain policies. But when it comes to making major changes about curriculum and things like that, that's your uh, education commissioner, and that's the state. That's the state. And that's uh, uh, one, your representative getting one vote, and that's the reason why it's important to look at these races. And, again, I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican. There was a, a Republican named uh, James White. I'm going to talk about it. He's a representative in, uh, up in, uh, I think it's northeast Texas. I forget what area he was in. No, he's so he he in Tyler County. He's he, he he in Tyler County. Well, when he was a representative, I was able to walk in his office and say, hey, these are the issues I have. He said, those are the issues I have. Yeah, it's basic issues, a stance with that of the Republican Party. But at the end of the day, I was able to challenge him in his thinking, go to his office. And, and this is now what? He happened to be African American. But that's the reason why, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, Mr. Brown, I, I want you to let in. There's a 409 caller. I don't know if she's still online. But uh, that, that, that's a guy that's uh, from East Texas area, uh, this, this, these, these young folks that's thinking. But you, if you listen to James White, he probably grew up Democrat or whatnot, but mm-hmm. he's out there now, and, and, and he's a good, sound politician. Watch this. He may have said some rhetoric and things, because I've seen some things uh, that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't agree with or not. But at the end of the day, he listened to what I had to say about education. He said, you're right, and we need to fix these things. Now you may know what I found. the Republicans and I know and I know a few and I and I did with some like different groups up here. Now I look here. It's plenty of it's plenty of Mike that 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 actually like you said they know that's wrong. They know right what should actually be doing. They know that. They know that. That's why they have no a problem listening to you. Them, right. they not the problem. You know, them ain't the ones that we having a problem with. We having a problem with them, Abbots and them people. Oh, I, I, they don't I, care. I get it, and you're right. They, they don't but care about what that we're guy. We're not communicating uh, in those doors 
of uh, these other guys is listening, we're, we're not going to get anything done. We need their votes. I can't wait until uh, 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 Beto becomes governor. I can't wait until Michael Cooper becomes governor. We've got to change this now, and it starts with your state representative. We have to hold them accountable. That starts with your state senator. We have to hold them accountable. We have to go talk to the Royce West of the world. We have to go back down here and, and, and make sure that uh, we stir up Boris Miles, uh, the only two African American state senators that we have, and then go find out so, who's their ally. So, me and, on and the you, other side. so me and you, going to talk to Royce West this weekend at, at, at the Democratic convention. We going to. Oh, oh absolutely. Go you know we always do. Come on, let's tell the truth. You know we do. We have that. We tag team. You know we do. Come on, we hit him hard. We all, we we all let by the count, and that's my point. We have to do what we do in private. We do it in private. We do it in public, and we have to hold these guys accountable and ladies accountable. And and watch this. I don't care. This is the new thing. They're voting in white Anglo women as Republicans to do the dirty work because they don't think that you and I are going to go in and, 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 and get fist to cuffs with them in words. Watch this. I will challenge them every time, walk through their office and, and, and beg their pardon. It got so bad when I was in Austin, Texas, that they would leave their office. They didn't even want, me to, they didn't want to be in the office with me when I come in because I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of their rhetoric. I'm not afraid of their positioning. I'm not afraid of their tone because what happens is they go get a, a sharp mouth Anglo woman to fight their, their causes and, and to run away from the main issues. And we, we can't do that. Are you, are, are, you saying they hide behind a, are you saying they hide behind a woman's skirt? Is that what you said? <laughs> Absolutely. They well, uh, Pastor Cooper, I'm, I'm, I, pre- I appreciate what you said about Representative uh, James White because he's on my list to help us organize our hubs down in the Woodville County at Southeast Texas area. Uh, he's on my his office on my list to make appointment with him to address the uh, our health care uh, issues there in Southeast Texas, which is in Woodville County and everything. I really appreciate you saying that about him. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to, we touch base with everybody. Well, I appreciate you doing it without me having to say it three and four times. And that's what oh, yeah. it's going to take. And that's how you we're going to do it. You don't let him off the hook. 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 You're right. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we're not letting them off the hook. We, we, we're going after them on purpose, and, and we have to be uh, uh, with an agenda. We have to have a list. We have to make sure then we ask them for their allies. Let me help you out with something. There is a guy, there's a state representative out of District 21. <clears throat> yeah, he's my 49 caller made it in yet. I sent him the number. Is Miss Rihanna there? Can she see him? Uh, she, she, I'm hello. here. She, she's, okay. I'm Ms. here. Do you see a caller from 409? A caller from 409? Let Let me look. One sec. Sorry, I walked away from the computer. Uh, 409. They may be on the line, but they haven't uh, pressed one to uh, indicate that they want to join. So, uh, uh, if you do want to join the conversation, just press one so I can see you. And I'll let you know if they do, Pastor okay. Cooper. Okay, why are they doing that? Uh, Dave Thielen is a representative of District 21. They just drew me into his district, okay? Uh, now, I don't know if they knew what they were doing or are they just absolutely crazy. I, I'm the thorn in the side. So they, they might have a race on their hand here. I mean, 
Uh, I don't know, Brother Arthur. There's a lot of stuff out there, but I'm just saying. He's the Speaker of the House. Mm -hmm. He's the Speaker of the House with only 10,000 votes. Now, this is a huge area to only have 10,000 votes and be the Speaker of the House. But in order to be the Speaker of the House, you have to jump across the party lines to get Democrats to also vote for you. So all I'm saying is that there's communication between both parties, and we need that communication to get anything done. I'm not going away. I'm, they're not going to – they're not going to – well, I, I want to say this a different kind of way because I grew up in the hood for real, y'all. Uh, I may look like a city slicker now, but y'all have to watch my language a lot of times. <laughs> so let me, how, how can I dress this up? Let me, let me sound like the PhD I want to be. Um, oh, wow. It, it's hard. My, my point is this, is that we have to make sure we foster communication, uh, relationships. There we go. Foster commu- uh, relationships. Uh, in order to make a change immediately. I don't have 10 years to wait. I'm 56 years young. Be 66 uh, in 10 years. So my point is that mm-hmm. each year we're losing our babies. Each year there are prisons that's been built for them to go to prison. So if we don't change the, 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 the language now, the, the bills now, instead of having 666 horrible bills, maybe all we need was 60 bills. Uh, 616 uh, of those bills we don't need. So but we get those bills because we're out there as Democrats or divided folks yelling, screaming, and shouting, and they're loving it because not a darn thing is getting done. Not a darn thing has changed. And I said I was going to wait till November to speak my voice, but Brother Arthur told me to come out and retire. I'm coming out swinging. I'm telling us right now as we get ready to go to the Democratic Party, get ready because I'm going to hold all Democrats accountable because the blood is on their hands if they do not get out and uh, socialize and mingle with the folks that are in position right now. Sending an email, hide behind an email, hide behind a phone call. They're not answering your phone call anyway. They're trained not to answer your phone call. They know who you are when you're calling down there. You got to get off your behind, get your vaccination, get your COVID shot, put your mask on, wash your hands, get to Austin, testify, uh, uh, get on these programs, let somebody know you're not stupid, let someone know that you're educated, act like you're educated, and hold these folks accountable. And let the Speaker of the House know that my representative voted you as Speaker of the House, and I'm going to call my representative. I'm calling the next representative, not Joe Destell. He stepped down, proud of Christian Manuel, let him know that he cannot vote for uh, Dave Thielen to be the next Speaker of the House again if he cannot make sure that we have bills that's going to protect all people, not some of the people, some of the time. Wow. Who's the guy guy that you did that we're waiting on to come on? You you, you might have texted him. What's his name? Well, I I texted him. He's probably listening and don't know. But all I'm saying is this is that we can no longer wait and sit on the outside. My most depressing day I had is when I was in Washington, D.C., and there was a man by the age of 82 years of age that caught COVID two weeks later. His name was Reverend Jesse Jackson. And I'm going, my God, if he's been doing this, the guy, my Jesse Jackson, that I've been reading about in books, is not in the same street getting arrested with me. And that's all we have. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with this picture. We're still in the streets yelling, screaming, shouting, oh, woe is me, poor is my kids, poor is I'm not a poor mouth. I'm not a poor kid. I'm not a struggling kid. I'm an educated kid. I'm sharp. I, I am fearful and wonderfully made. I, I, I am a royal priesthood. I am the first and I'm not the last. When you count me last, the last shall be first. 
So therefore, I'm going to walk around my head up. I'm not looking for a handout. I don't want welfare. I don't want a, a, a system that's rigged for me to, to, to get a job because I'm African-American or I'm Hispanic and I'm trying to meet a quota. It's because I'm the best candidate for the job. I'm the best superintendent. I'm the best sheriff. I'm the best mayor. I'm the best city council person. I'm the best representative. I'm the best governor. Not because I want to be the first African-American governor of Texas. It's because I'm the best one on the, on the roster to be the governor. I'm not hiding behind somebody's skirt. I'm not hiding behind an agenda. I'm I'm trying to push for what is best for the state of Texas and and, and what is best for African American and Hispanic people. It happens to be the best thing for whites and and, and Caucasian and everybody else. That's awesome. You need to get straight about that voting rights. So if we if we don't get that voting rights uh, uh, straight. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean I, I mean all that's good. What you said. But if we don't, but if we don't get this, we have to vote. I, I, I want, I want to ask people to don't be, you know, don't go vote because you like or don't like somebody. Go vote because this may be the last real one we get to have. I'm gonna repeat that. This may be the last real one we get to have. So I'm telling you, these these people ain't playing. I've been saying it for ever since I've been on the show, actually. Uh, you know, telling y'all what the deal was. What, 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 okay, they fascists. Everybody knew it. Now, if you watch it, if you watch it, any other programs on TV, uh, January sixth, uh, they're not playing. They actually want to take you back like that. Okay, mm-hmm. and then once you, once they do that, you say, well, well, I don't notice no difference. You will, you will notice the difference. And, and so we have to stop. The, and we gotta, we gotta put the sense of urgency into this moment right now. We got. Hey, hey, y'all, this is all hands on deck. I mean, you know, you sit around and play like, ain't nothing happening if you want to. Uh, but uh, we have to, number one, with our families, start with our families, make sure they get out the boat, make sure they know how important it is. You know, just if you just get your family signed up, then, and then you've done your job. Okay? Get somebody uh, in your I'm family. Glad you said that. And keep doing that. That's great. But watch this. And while we're doing that, we're knocking on doors. We're going down to Austin. We're going to uh, talk to Republicans that is in control right now. We're going to let them know that we're going to hold them accountable. We're going to go and talk to our Democratic representatives and say, hold on a second. How can you vote for a guy to be the Speaker of the House and he's not representing the entire House? You're not, you're not the Speaker of the House for, for a party. You're the Speaker of the House for the entire state of Texas. So you need to make sure that you represent me, my family, and all of the things that we need. Now, watch this. There's some stuff that's good that Republicans – come on, let's say the right things. There's some stuff that's good that Republicans are doing also. But there's 80% of things that they're doing is – I don't know business. what it is. Uh, well, tell us something they're doing good. I, 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 I'm, I, 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 I can't figure that out. But you have to dig through the – you have to dig through the – you have to look at it. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying – yeah, but but you've got to find something to do. We have to find common ground and build from there. And watch this. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. We have to do it. It, it works like this, Mike. It's like, it works like this, Mike. Mike here's a program. Here, here's the dynamics that we're in right now. Make me. Make me do it. Make me do it, Mike. Make me do it. That's where we at. Make me. Hmm. And unless you, know, you can I... deal with make me, unless you can deal with make me, I mean, I, I mean, that's, I mean, hey, I'm just saying, you know, they, you know, they, you know, they don't care about none of that. It's make me. You know, I, 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 make me. I, I, I pray that uh, the state convention in uh, Dallas next week. Heard and understand what I heard in Pastor Cooper's voice. 
you know, that if they don't come out of Dallas next week, is that what he talked about? Uh, and he, his expression that he set up. Another point he mentioned there, we missed. He, he know he's qualified. See, we on this whole umbrella, and he's taking people thinking he, people in he's texting. We to a certain extent, we don't know and we don't believe ourselves that we qualify. In his voice, a while ago, I heard he know he's qualified. He doesn't need anybody else to tell him he's qualified. But he's also fed up with what that's what we say. That's what we said in healthcare, prostate cancer, infant death mentality. That's unacceptable, you know. And so what he said, I pray. That that thing, what he said, come out of Dallas next week. If that doesn't oh, come Mike, out of Dallas spot now, Mike. Week, Mike, you're on the spot now, Mike. No, no, he's right. If that doesn't come out of Dallas next week, it's just going to be it's going to be a waste of time. I, <laughs> I pray that what he said, I wish we could record, and I hope people listen down in his heart what he was saying. That wasn't a political. That wasn't a political speech. That's a qualified person who know who he is, and he and he's tired of what's going on, and and he see good in all areas. And we're going to work this thing together. And so, and people have to understand well, that. Is, and that's why I'm asking. Them. I need a writer to what we're doing in our task force. I, I need someone to help me write a letter to all all elected officials in the southeast Texas area, Republican and Democrat. Well, they need to know what we're doing with this task force, and what we're doing with prostate cancer. All of them. So I, I, just, Mike, I need to get you at the person. convention. Mike, the issue at the convention is not going to be whether, whether Mike is qualified or not. Everybody knows Mike is qualified. That's a problem with the Democrats. They always say they know that somebody's qualified. Listen to his... No, 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 I'm not talking about Democrats. I'm not talking about Democrats. That ain't what I'm talking about, Doc. They're never talking about. I work at Mike's campaign, so... So I'm not talking about Democrats, uh, you know, and it's not what they said. They, oh, I'm well, something about one thing I learned about uh, one thing I learned about Republicans and whites in East Texas, they will support you when they know that you know what you're doing. Our problem historically, we haven't convinced people. We know we haven't convinced ourselves that we know what we're doing. I, I tell everybody, if you understand East Texas, that plantation book I'm talking about, whites will support you if you know that you know that you know. Our problem is is that we haven't convinced people that we we haven't convinced ourselves that we know who we know we know. We say we have all these plans and everything, but we don't see the results. You talking about East Texas, right? You talking about East Texas, right? You talking about East Texas, right? It's really all over Texas. It's worse than other. It's, it's in the worst than other parts of Texas. But we 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 can't do anything about that. That's that's an uncontrollable thing in Dallas, Fort and Houston. But if we can control future Texas and East Texas. And the way East Texas go, the way the rest you know, of we, Texas you know, go. we're running this North Texas camp. We just gotta do, we just gotta, you know, do something about that, that that top part leadership. But uh, you know, we've made a lot of strides up here as far as that's concerned. Uh, and, and that's one of the questions, Mike, that I think that you could take to the convention that that the doc, the doc just uh, touched on. Uh, we didn't know why y'all helping the Republicans suppress the East Texas vote. That's what I want to know. Can you, can you help me with that, Mike? Well, it goes back to what Doc said, and it's funny. I'm glad he repeated what I said because I need to hear it myself. Because a lot of time when I'm talking, I'm trying to get to the next sentence, and I don't hear it all in the whole. So I heard what he's saying, and he's right. We used to call this thing called the penny drop. The penny just dropped, and I got it myself. And the point is, is that 
we have to be convinced enough and walk bold enough because that's what people saw in me in 2018. But it's not just me. It's others out there. It's, it's African-American uh, uh, females. Uh, it's uh, Anglo females that mean right. And, again, watch this. There are some Republicans that I did, like James White. I had to go find them. I had to go figure them out. When I got inside information in Austin, Texas, guess who gave them to me? Huh? It was some Republican Anglo men that were fed up and tired also. But because of the rhetoric and the abuse they would receive from being on the outside saying those things that they know is right and should be right, they wouldn't say it in public, but they said, I'm going to give you this nugget, and hopefully you can use it, use it to make a difference. You can utilize it to get someone else to understand what it is. So that's the reason why when I speak on, on Friday and Saturday to those folks, but watch this. I have to still go yet. This is what Doc was talking about earlier. I have to go around a candidate that ran for lieutenant governor and almost won with no money, and Mike Collier ran for almost six years different position. I showed up in six months, got as many votes as he got, and at the same time, was not held to the same standards. They invited him to speak at all kinds of different events all, all throughout Texas and paid him for them and to help run other people's campaigns. I'm not mad about what they, what they, how they blessed Mike, but not one person picked up the phone after I had that record run. Matter of fact, if you go back and, and watch the numbers, I'm the only African-American across the state of Texas that was not put into a position like the Railroad Commission with Michael P. Williams that had as many votes ever in the history of the uh, state of Texas, 455,000 votes. Go back and look at them. I don't even think uh, uh, was Alan West that ran for governor just last time. He only had like 270,000 votes. 455,000 votes, the most ever by an African-American in a primary. That's the guy. But guess who's not speaking this week at the Democratic Party convention? There are other people that have not made it that far yet, and they're giving them a, a, a stand, and they're giving them a, 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 a platform, and they're going to celebrate the same old rhetoric that they've been talking about for years, and we have not won a seat for people. Watch this. Not for Democrats, but we have not won, because when Democrats show up, wow, uh, we all do better. The entire nation does better. So I'm unapologetically a Democrat. But I have ways and thinkings that's going to uh, make a change in the difference in Texas first and in my community. So we cannot no longer be quiet. Or you asked me to wake up. I've been trying to be quiet, but I, I can no longer <laughs> be quiet. We're gonna, we, we have two key note speakers. Y'all, I'm in SE3 right now. So I was with the East Texas group, Michael uh, Feldman and Dr. Salters. They were in that same phone call that I had to – We y'all now ushered us into uh, the lines been redrawn again. Arthur, I'm with East Texas now. My whole roots were exactly where I'm from, where, where my family's from. Well, but guess what? I heard the same rhetoric that we've been hearing for years, and there's not going to be a change. If they keep talking about us and them, we're never going to get anything done for anybody. Let me say that again. If we keep talk, talking about us and them and not talking about policy and not talking about change, I, one of the reasons why I'm coming to like Dr. Hagney even more is because every time he speaks, I don't ever hear him say anything about Republican Democrats. He's talking about prostate cancer. Y'all, that's not just a black thing. That's a male thing. And all men have the same issues. He's talking about uh, pharmaceutical issues. He's talking about COVID, and COVID affects everybody. That's not Democrat. That's not Republican. And that's where we got to head. That's where we got to go. And if somebody wants you to continue to draw a line in the sand, that's somebody that want to be in control of you. And, and, and that book he's talking about, I can't wait to go get my copy because I already know what he's talking about because I have 
uh, Otis Cooper Street. We have Willis Cooper Street. That's my great-great-grandparents that's up there in East Texas. And these streets are named after them because their bloodshed was on those lands. They owned those lands, and it was stolen from them when, once they found out there was oil on those lands. Now, us and Dr. Shirley McKellar, we talked about that. But my point that I'm saying right now is that we have to take the stance that when we do something as a group that's collected that happens to be Democrat, it's best for all. It's not because we're Democrat and we're saying, nah, 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 boo-boo, that uh, what's good for us not good for you. We're saying that what's good for us is good for everybody, and we want to hold everybody accountable. Doc, I want you to know that that I can't that, that I can't like. I don't think I can like you no more than I do right now. Unless you buy me a Christmas present, then I probably might I might like you a little more. But anyway, no, I like you, Doc. Uh, but now, like I said, uh, oh, it, it, well, hey, that's well. I'm looking forward to my at the, I'm, I, I'm at the convention this weekend because. The points she's making, that's where you have to make those points. And so right. Right. The, that's the point of contact. So, Doc, you done already loaded him into the shoot now. So all we got to do is watch him buck. He's ready. Just the point is, will Dallas be ready? <laughs> he better be ready. <laughs> oh, no, no, da- Dallas not I ready. Let me tell you how I know Dallas not ready. Because they didn't invite me to, not to one party. There's all kind of parties going on. There's a problem with that. But you think that the guy that ran a, a, a campaign and, and ran as hard as I ran uh, and, and, and talked to as many people as I, I spoke to and made uh, as many contacts as I made, that you invite me to one party and say, hey, you know what, we need you to motivate the crowd. I've had phone calls say, oh, we need you in Lubbock. Oh, we need you in El Paso. We need you over here. We need your voice. But the voice of truth doesn't want to be heard. We want to continue to divide and control. Watch this. Now let me step on, on another horse real quick, and then, then, then I step aside. Uh, the, the voice of control is not a voice that's inclusive. Hold on. Let me say it again. The voice of control. We have folks in the Democratic Party and Republican Party that try to control to the point nobody is running in any race that they don't want. Yeah. No one yeah. is running in a race that they don't want. The 2% mm-hmm. want to control a party on both sides of the street. They don't want to hear a voice. They want to bring unity together. That's how we know mm-hmm. it's a, 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 a device from the devil and the pits of hell. When you're trying That's to right. divide me, I love Dr. Michelle Obama. She said, when they go low, we go high. We have to go yes. higher. We have to get better education. We have to get more right. knowledge. We have to read more books. We have to have more channels. We have to have more TV stations. We have to get more knowledge out there. We have to get it. We can't get mad. We have to stay focused. We have to uh, put the blinders on our left side and our right side. We have to look ahead. We can't look back. We have to make sure mm-hmm. that we are on track and not be tripped up. That's right. So, Pastor, you 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 you're telling me you're not you're not the main speaker in Dallas? I haven't seen the agenda. <laughs> no, they don't want me. I, they, they don't want me in Dallas. <laughs> I'm really serious. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, hey, I'm, hey, I'm hey, 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 so you, they don't have you as one of the They don't have you on the program as one of the main speakers? Not one of them. They got Wendy Davis. I love her to death. They got Castro, but he's waiting for somebody to retire in order to get into a seat that he can get real easy. I don't have time for that. 
We have to make a That's difference right. right now. And I don't need to draw a line in the sand. We need to make sure we're knocking at the doors, making sure that we right. look at the right things. And, I, and I'm a guy that's strategic. That's the reason why I said you cannot be the Speaker of the House unless you got Democrats voting for you, Mr. Dave Stevens. So, therefore, you mm. now are the Speaker of the House for me, too. And you need to have a voice for me also and my kids. That's right. I pay the most taxes probably in the state of Texas. My kids went to private school. That didn't work for them because they were African-American kids, you know, uh, mostly white school. And they said, oh, they're so nice. I said, but you have to hold them accountable because I'm paying too much money for them not to get the education that they deserve. So then watch it. So I really should be one of those guys that that signed up to be one of those Betsy DeVos folks that wanted to have voucher systems because I was paying double taxes and being taxed and paying for private schools. Wow. The benefit from the program that they had, but I sacrificed my income and my wages because I wanted to hold the the, the state system accountability for uh, education for all kids. And I told my kids, you're going to you're going to public schools, and I'm going to make sure that you get the education you need. I'm going to be at the PKA meeting. Guess what, y'all? The guy that I told you that I wanted to be on the call, I don't know if he had one yet. But guess what? He's at the PTA meetings when his wife is there. His, uh, 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 he's there. Then he has a, a parent involvement. So guess what I do uh, as a local president of NAACP, a local pastor? I tell the parents, you need to get involved. You need to be there. And if you can't be there, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on the front wow. row. I'm going to uh, welcome your kids to school, the first day of school at Beaumont United High School, where they had failing grades and were not passing tests. But they said, now, you said earlier that these kids are smart. Y'all, they back-to-back state champions, 5A state champions. We're celebrating championships, but we need to be celebrating wins when it comes to the classroom. And right That's now right. we're failing our kids. And you can't wow. tell me Amen. they're not educated because just – I'm, I'm just saying. Boy, y'all, uh, I, I told uh, you, uh, you, uh, you, you told me to voice up. I'm waiting for You need to record this and play it in Dallas. You're going to be there. <laughs> well, this show is recorded. Yeah, we've got to record it. Hey, Doc, you know, you want to fire them up. But go ahead. <laughs> well, well do it. I, if, if you get them up in Dallas and get them on the stage, I'll come up there and fire them up. We can be like sidewalk preachers. Well, you know, like, you know, well, city, we, 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 it's time to not to take it in prison. This is what this is what uh, Pastor Amen. Cooper is saying. Amen. You know, we're Amen. playing these soft battles, these soft fights, and everything. We're at the time now. We're in the battle, and we're taking no prisoners. That's what I told him in healthcare. Yeah. It's the best yeah. I see. I'm not going to accept them anymore. In these United States, all the dollars we spend, all these so-called education in these schools and universities we have, I'm not going to accept those facts anymore. That's why. That's why us, they're asking us to even look at the infant mortality deal. That's unacceptable. So if Dallas doesn't understand what Pastor Cooper said, they don't listen to Pastor Cooper saying they, they, they can just go right back home. They're going back to the same old status quo. The, uh, the Tahana's going to listen to what they didn't listen to before. The Spanish going to listen to what the uh, Latinos going to listen to. What, uh, the Black Hawks going to listen to the same old thing. And, uh, you know, and they're going to be all divided and all of that stuff. We need to have one big uh, union together and come together and we right. need to hear Stop hiring the same old folks. It's not even in the ball right. When was the last? Listen, I, I love the Castro brothers, but when was the last time they were right. in, in, in the state battle with the things that we're dealing with right now? I was in Austin, Texas, fighting for our voters' rights and women's rights, and said that this day was going to come. Now we got Roe versus Wade. It's been overturned. 
we foreshadowed mm-hmm. this, Arthur. You forgot when we got together with uh, right. Dr. William Barber. We talked about this. We got I got arrested for this. And we just walk around as if though everything is normal. Oh, da, da, da. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. We just 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 as dandy as we want to be. And, and then we have the folks that's in the cut, in the battle, and you won't even call them to the table. You won't even give them five dollars and fifty cents and gas money to even show up and put them on the on the table. I'm not even asking you to pay me. I'm just saying, give me a voice so that we all can be heard. And we need to stop sending the wrong message. Oh, the big blue wave, the the, the this or that. Well, it, folks got drowned in that blue wave. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Wow. Oh, a tsunami. Everybody came with this different yeah, hey, tsunami. It might put some context, though, and I have to repeat this every now and then. We gotta, you got to look at where you are in Texas politics. It's just like a house being built. You know, sometimes, or sometimes we have a tendency to think the house is ready to move in when in reality uh, somebody tore it all the way down to the foundation. Uh, that was a coup d'etat with Ann Richardson. And again, like I said, Beto, the last two runs, he's he he's only uh, a life. Him and uh, that that Wendy lady, they the only life that we've had politically on Democratic side. What he, you know, where we have people that was actually trying to win. So trying to win is right. something new here in Texas for the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. So so we got to understand. Unless I want to win. I- I'm fighting because I want well, well, yeah, you. Know, but I'm just trying to say to you, because what I want you to do, I want, because what I want you to do, Mike, I want you to pace yourself. I don't want Democrats to burn you up, uh, burn you out, because of the way the system, because the way the system is set up. I'm saying, I'm saying, that, that's approach to you know, I'm more approach it because I know where because I know where they at, and I'm saying, right now, you don't, you, you know, you don't want to be in that room with them right now. You want to be outside the room. Talking about what you're talking about, because if you was in the room, you just be in the line with the rest of them. Uh, I'm gonna ask I a question. It. I'm not in the line. Go ahead. I'm gonna ask a question. What is the plan when Beto lose? Oh, right. Come on, now. Plan. No, 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 we're not gonna do that, bro. Let's do that. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go do. Yeah, let's go do. Oh, I'm just asking. Oh, okay, I'm just asking this question. Yeah, that's what is the, what is the plan? What what this called? What is the plan? No, no, that's let's not after November. Let's talk about. It. Yes, if you think it's after. Yes, hypothetical. Well, no, it's, it's talk after the election in November. That's what well, let's wait there. No, no, let's leave it there. After the election in November, let's have this conversation again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have this conversation again, then, because you know you can lose in different ways, and, oh, and still well, win sometimes. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, good fighters all a good fighter know when they they lost before they got in the game. Well, well, look here. All I'm just saying about that, Doc, is that right now we're in the midst of a mighty battle, mighty battle, Doc. And the energy, and the energy, and the energy it would take. The negative energy, as a matter of fact, it would take to figure out. What would happen after Beto lose? I I can't do that. I mean, I can't. No, do that. no, that's because, that's very simple. That's yeah, very because simple. it steals my. Well, no, that's very fighting. simple because. Well, see, that's the problem but we have in Washington. Well, that's the problem we yeah, have. Yeah, Nobody saying, have. I'm saying, Doc. I'm saying, Doc, is that is that is that as a fighter, and I know because I'm a civil rights fighter, and I fight when 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 I hear. When, when I hear those type of questions, and, and you ain't the only one that I've heard that you, you had asked a question, and that's why I'm just taking the same thing I told them. 
the injury it would take to entertain that kind of uh, a situation, it, it, you know, as a fighter, it kind of, it kind of hits, it, it kind of punched me, not in the gut, but it, but it's kind of smacking me, you know, because now, because well, I'm focused on, because so I'm focused on the battle so being right. Well, you didn't. You I'm didn't hear, about we're so right you, now. Well, so you didn't hear what you didn't hear what you didn't understand what Pastor Cooper said then. Who? What did Pastor Cooper say? What? I'm saying. You didn't understand what that point I was telling, what Pastor Cooper was saying, and why his speech need to be in Dallas. Oh well, 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 well like I said, but he ain't gonna have no speech in Dallas unless uh, unless he's gonna not, do his that, own speech. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's that's the error. We already documented that. We know that's a huge mistake. Yeah. So that's a huge mistake for maybe for Democratic Party, but it's not a huge mistake for it's concerning Mike because because I'm telling you he'll be heard he'll be heard more. See another thing you need to understand about Mike. Mike is not in in this for Mike. No, I didn't say Mike was in it for Mike. That ain't what I said, Doc. Doc, I ain't say Mike was in it for Mike, Doc. Come on now. I didn't say that. You, I didn't say you that. Hear, you hear what he said. You you hear what he said. That Mike, what did you say, Mike, Mike? What did you say, Mike? Mike, what did you say? Because we, because I didn't say you was in it for Mike. I mean, I yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I, I, mean, I ain't say that. I, I, Mike, I, 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 I don't know. I, I hear both of you, and I, I, I feel both your hearts. Okay, so this, this is what I'm saying, and I'm re- re- reiterated this way. I don't care who wins or not wins. I want democracy to win, and whoever's there, it's like I, I have the first African American female mayor in in in, in city of Beaumont, first time ever. This is deep south in, in Texas, okay, first time ever. I've given her a year to get acclimated to her role, so she can know what her laws and rules are. But there's a system that she's inherited that I have to still come back and get before her and counsel and say, I got my four votes now. We need to look at police reform. We need to look at uh, 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 the, the best cameras and when they're going to be released. We need to look at the, uh, 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 the, the brutality of, uh, uh, of our jails and our local uh, sheriff's work. We need to make sure we hold these folks accountable. And just because you happen to go to the same high school, I, you went to the same high school I went to, does not mean I'm not going to hold you accountable. So again, now let me say this. I, I hope and pray that a Beto wins. If he does not, and, and, and we still have Abbott, I'm at Abbott's door, just like I had an issue with someone that was in high ranking that happened to be African-American in the state of Texas. Why are you out here with me? My heart cried out. Why is Dr. Reverend Jesse Jackson still out on the streets at 82 years of age instead of being inside the White House when we have a Democratic president protesting, saying, hey, Let's sit down and talk about this and hold him accountable. Why are we still on the outside in the streets? I'm saying that I found my way in Austin, Texas, talking to Republicans, and people said I couldn't do it, and I heard it, and they heard me, and I had their ear. So all I'm saying is that I'm going to hold everybody accountable if you talk to me. That's probably the reason why the Democratic Party doesn't want to give me a voice, because I'm going to hold them accountable, too. I don't care who you are, where you are, you need to represent all people, the common interests of man. Yes, sir. Well, now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in a process. Well, are really good at snatching victory from the jaws of defeat by not wanting a 
Pastor Michael Cooper, a candidate, Michael Cooper, to speak at their events. This is how they lose you. So they, they need to be held accountable. And, you know, keeping these types of discussions in the family is very important publicly, but I think that I'd venture to say that mostly Democrats listen to us, and it is your job. It, you have to hold – I mean, we, we know what Republicans do. We're very well aware. Um, some people don't want to say that. I just say it. Uh, <laughs> but we know what they are. We know what's going on there. Expect more of the people who we choose to vote for a lot of the time. And this party just, you know, there's a, there's a lot of old lingering tendencies in this party because some things know no political party. But we have to hold them accountable. They need to give us, all of us something to vote for, not just expect us to do anything. So I love what you're saying, Pastor Cooper. Yeah, don't, Thank you. Yeah, don't vote. Don't vote. If you don't want to vote for the Democrats, that's fine. Vote against the Republicans. That's all I want you to do. Vote against the Republicans. Yeah. You know, and they, yeah. they did that. That's how we got Biden in office. And, and now, now you bring it to the forefront again with my point, and I'm saying. And that's the reason why I invited the young man. I hope he can, he can get in. If not, uh, Chris, call back next time. Because there are a lot of folks in the state of Texas that, that voted for Republicans. They didn't vote for uh, oh, Donald sorry. Trump. They, they, but then when Donald Trump showed his trueness, they said, oh, we, they voted again. And so they voted Biden in office. I'm saying that we have to make sure, whether you want to be a Democrat or not, that if in order to get the voices heard and to get the change done, we have to listen to these young people that do not want to identify with the party. They identify with issues and what's going on, what's in it for me. We used to say that. I used to train it. What's in it for me? When you're dealing with, uh, with retail and you're dealing with those issues, people want to know what's in it for them. These young folks don't know if they're re- Republican or Democrat. Only thing they know is this is that it doesn't feel good right now. It does not right. feel good right now. Right. Pastor Cooper, your, your uh, invitee is on, and his line is open. Oh, great, great. Good day. Yeah, I'm he said he's on. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Chris, hey, j- jump I'm in well, there. Well. I'm doing well. How you doing, Chris? My, uh, my wife Angel's on the line, too, I think. Hey, oh, how you guys doing? Hey, hey Ms. Angel, how you guys doing? I hope you heard some of the conversation. I just want, y'all, these are young folks. They're educated folks. They're well-to-do, uh, upper-middle class. They probably don't want me to tell all their business. But I need the world to hear their voice. I want them, I mean, I don't care if they identify Democrat or Republican. I've never asked them what they are. I just know that they care about their children. They, they care about their uh, community. Uh, when they're not at work, they're in somebody's school. They're at somebody's place. Even if they're not their own kids, uh, I see them in the community. Uh, happen to be just relatives, one of them. Uh, the other one I'm, I feel like I'm closer to because uh, she's a fighting sister. That's the kind of stuff I like. So, y'all, I'm going to be quiet. I want you guys to just speak from your heart and talk about some of the subjects we talked about today. Uh, Chris, you, would you like – hello, everyone. How are y'all? Hey there. Welcome. Wonderful. Thank you all for having us. Um, 
uh, Pastor Mike, Uncle Mike. <laughs> yes. I'm not the hey, but I call Mike now. Uh, I was in the right, courthouse right. one day. Quick, real quick, y'all. I was in the courthouse one day, and I heard his voice booming down the hallway. And I stopped what I was doing to turn around. And when I finally saw him, I said, you know, I read somewhere that his people would know him by, <laughs> by his voice. <laughs> But so anyway, uh, he makes the point that uh, we're very concerned about our children and the generations behind us uh, because these kids are, are confused. They they reason from a different perspective than we, we did and we do. Um, Chris and I are both born in the 70s, so we're kind of in the middle where we still have the – not to say the kids don't have strong family values, but um, – we're still split between the middle of knowing, you know, the the ways of the elders and respecting the ways of the elders and trying to reason with the younger kids who say, man, all that tradition stuff has gone out the window. So uh, we're trying to show them, and like, and like a couple of you said already, uh, regardless of the party, look at the work. Look at what's coming out of both these parties and – we're not going to advise or tell you, even with our oldest, our oldest son is 22, and when we went and got him registered to vote, our children have always seen us vote. We take our kids to vote with us, um, and we don't, like I said, we don't push a party. We don't push a platform. We push the fact that while some people would try to encourage you not to vote, what they do in Congress is they vote. So someone to speak up on your behalf, whether you place, make your marks, or you vote by not voting, if that makes any sense. Um, it, it's real hard to try to convince uh, this generation behind us, but we're trying. We're working really hard. We show up. We're trying to listen to them. We're trying to uh, keep them from being enamored, because then that's another thing with this generation is they like who they see. They like who yeah. they can see. They like who they have access to. They like who they can point out in the crowd. Um, and, and unfortunately, they like the bravado. They like the uh, the savagery. <laughs> you know, it's just unfortunately, that's just the culture now. Um, but we're trying to convince them to not be enamored with that type of mentality. Trying to convince them to not be enamored with uh, someone who just talks big and shows up in, for a little while and then they don't have access to them anymore. Um, Chris will probably more to, uh, I don't want to drone on, I don't want to ramble, but Chris could probably point more to uh, what these kids are experiencing and maybe come up with some ways to to get their attention, gain their attention and, and get gain their trust. You know, because that's another part of what I was what I was speaking to in in with regard to how they how they, what their perspective is. Once you get their trust, and, and it's hard, you know, they, they they're taking everybody with a grain of salt on both sides. Um, but once you gain their trust, and you and and they see that you're relatable, and they see that you really have their best interests at heart, just like with anything else, then maybe there's some reasoning with them. There's some some gaining their, um, their respect and, and gaining, the, you know, their their trust and seeing that they see that they can, okay, well, I, I know this guy, or I can make a phone call, or 
he votes consistently or, or, hey, I have a question. Let me see if I can get in touch with Pastor Mike or with, you know, uh, Pastor Cooper or with someone like to that regard. Um, I don't want to drone on. Chris could probably speak more to what's going on. No, you're, you're right. Great point. Uh, and I'm going to let you jump in here in a minute, Chris, but I like something you said there earlier. And uh, with the phenomenal of Donald Trump when he came in uh, the first time, he, he resonated with Kanye West because he was that bravado, that, 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 that aggression, that voice, because he didn't have a father figure in his life. And he wanted that. And, and he joined toward it. He even talked about when he put the hat on. And then after that, that caught people's attention, even like my own son, when, when, when Donald Trump reached the Kanye. And then Kanye has 60 million followers or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, they're taking a look at, at, at those things because uh, of that type of figure. Uh, that goes back to what, what people have been looking for. They're looking for that father figure. They're looking for that home. Threat. And that's what we grew up under, and that's what we're kind of losing now. And we're allowing people to, to let that be the norm. And, I, again, I don't care what party is doing it, but we can't allow it. Arthur, you say something all the time. It is not the promised land if we show up there and the men are not there. Our Democratic Party is doing that right now with women. They're pushing women in every fashion, and I'm okay with that. But if our men are not there, Brother Austin, you said that's not the promised land. If you listen at the uh, commercials, when they talk, they say, they say, you know, in their name groups, they'll say, they'll say, uh, Hispanic, gays, and black women. There's no black men not even there. That's what they do now. That's what they do it now. And that's part of that. And that's part of that long range goal I've, I've been telling you about. Republicans are after the black men. The Democrats want the black women. They've already, that Venn diagram thing where white privilege exists, they've already, I mean, it's a deal that they made between themselves without even saying it. It's a deal that's going on. So what we have to do is be conscious of that and, and counter that. And, and, and again, when we're up here Saturday, we need to be talking to the Democratic Party about why y'all doing that? Why y'all doing that? You remember I charged them up last year about it. Why y'all doing that? I know. Why y'all participating? We, oh, we know. Why y'all not? Why not recruiting? Why y'all not recruiting black men? Why y'all just go get a black woman and think that's it? You know, you know, playing one against the other. It's called divide and conquer. It's called divide and conquer. Brother Chris, you got anything you want to jump in there? Just go. Uh, well, as as far as the uh, the youth go, and the uh, getting the youth to come out and vote and participate. It goes back to the education system, uh, like Angel was talking about, like Pastor Mike was talking about earlier, about uh, participating in the schools and getting them, getting the message out there to them, and letting them know <clears throat> who these people actually are, and uh, gaining uh, a trust, making a bridge across to the younger generation, because what they are dealing with is a lot of these kids, like you were saying, they come from. Uh, family structures that are, you know, uh, the border leadership or really, really uh, a lot of a lot of stuff is going on at their house. So they can see through people faster than maybe we can, and yep, so yeah. their guard is always up. Yep, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you have to come up with an honest way to bridge across them because they're not really impressed by the things that. Older people may be impressed by education or, or you know, where you live at or something like that. They, they want they want to see something and be able to feel something 
that, that resonates with them that they can identify with. They want to see and, us and fight. The reason, they want to see us fight. And that's the other thing too. Yeah. yeah. They they and it goes back to the, that goes back to having the black the black male in in position and in and being a part of it because they don't see the Democratic Party as a party that fights for uh, us as as being like a community. We see Democrats in leadership uh, positions, but they they are seeing our community where they graduate, they don't have any jobs available. Mm-hmm. They 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 yeah. go through school. Oh, and we don't have oh. any trade schools. But when they go to when yeah. they go to Needleland or they go to Lumberton, the, the 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 neighboring towns, those towns are smaller and they have strong trade programs for young men. So this, this that goes back into what what feeds into the community because if you have men that are working and are earning a wage, well, they don't feel bad about going to church and paying tithes. They don't feel bad about participating in programs. You can't participate if you don't have any money. <clears throat> uh, uh, earning income, it, it's, and that is the way of the world. To participate, to have things, and to do things, you need to be able to participate. And just think, if, if you're a young man uh, and you don't see yourself accomplishing much in your community, why would you be a part of your community? You're gonna leave, or you're gonna be a detriment to it. Wow! Or you going to be a detriment to it. Hey, y'all, let, let, let him jump in there, Chris. Okay. Uh, hello, my name is Dr. Hagney. I am just impressed, uh, blessed to hear uh, you speak, particularly as a family. Uh, what we have organized up here at the uh, uh, Northeast Texas Healthcare Task Force, the reason why we organized mm-hmm. the task force because the doctor put the plan uh, to address issues and address areas. And we have a board on that. We have a position on our board a totally vacant, waiting, waiting for a young person to fill that position. Because all whatever we don't have a success if we don't include our youth. All the programs we're doing right now, the meetings and programs very seldom there are youth here. We are we have a board position at the board for a uh, person uh, that represents the youth trust and listen to on our board because then the whole octopus plan can be exposed to them. I'll tell you specifically where we need the youth. God has blessed our youth with technology. <clears throat> in the area of health, in future health care will be telehealth. You will want to people on a cell phone, and you can direct. But God has blessed our youth to be able to understand the telephone. So we're looking at a way, we feel the way they reach and connect the youth and give them those projects is test base with our youth to understand technology. They can help not only the seniors, but our community in general <clears throat> to understand telehealth because that's the future of health. But also along that line, entrepreneurship. There are potential yeah. enormous entrepreneurship in telehealth. God has already blessed our youth with the cell phone, with the telehealth. We just need to partner with them and also listen to them and let them develop it. Give them a project. Uh, there's a young lady who has a major uh, medical transportation building that's a youth. She has uh, a major success of tracking, providing transportation for adults. I'm not going to mention the state because it's been so successful when a major bank gave her a major, major wasn't long. They put money into her business. She wanted to come into Texas to help us with that same project. She's a young person, 
the, the acute mm-hmm. ones are wow. internet training. So, you know, you hear companies get all these internet distance deals and everything. But the problem with the internet system, uh, they have they they lack workers. It's broadband, you hear yes. all this discussion about broadband. These cities get together, federal government, put all this money on broadband. But these companies mm-hmm. will tell you that they need workers. We'll work, there's a firm out of Louisiana that train. You can be you can train a person to do broadband. I think it's something like six to nine week course. And the average salary mm-hmm. is thirty thousand dollars. And they're putting broadband in every house, every area, every street. But the problem is they you don't need college educated people to come in your house and put right. uh, internet in. I you they mm-hmm. they understand the computers. They they've already been blessed with. The, so all we need that's an area. Give them a a, a, a method of road. Not only they can help us develop. But also is entrepreneurship because we got to, one thing we missed in this whole history is economics. We have to yep. some recognize business like young people have been, and they've been blessed with the talent. I call my granddaughter my cell phone. But so in the future we can monitor you can monitor you'll be able to monitor everybody in mobile in the future. A one C sugar levels of blood pressure on a cell phone. You you so we, we need ideas. Can. I'm sorry. That, I just want to mention. So that's an area we need a person in our, our board as a youth person that you recognize, understand, have a history with, they trust. But inside that, give them opportunity to to utilize. Chris, that sounds like a job offer. God given talent. I'm sorry. That's all. Thanks. <laughs> sounds like a job offer. <laughs> I pointed at it too, Uncle Mike. I said the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Brother Arthur. Yeah, we have to look. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I said, well, I'm glad to see that uh, we got uh, folks like uh, y- yourselves, uh, you know, working, uh, you know, in the field because we need it's, it's all hands on deck, uh, you know, and and uh, you know, healthcare, voting rights, um, privacy rights. So it, it's just fight time, and our youth and our youth they need to see us fighting. That's why Mike is going to be up here this weekend at the Democratic Convention. Uh, outside like a like a sidewalk preacher, <laughs> giving the word. Well, hey, you know it's gonna cut like a two-edged sword, but when he pulls it out, it's gonna bring them back together again. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, uh, brother Chris also ha- having to be a preacher himself. Uh, his wife's anointed. Uh, they've adopted more people in, in the in the community. And so that, that's why I tell people all the time. I know we're about to run out of time, Mr. Rihanna. You got to cut us off when you get a chance. But I, I get excited. I saw him in the gym tonight, and I said, I'm about to get on live. Uh, I need you to call in. Because he's reaching back to folks that never hear my voice. They hear my voice, but they have introduced me to people that are now their children's age, 16, 17, 18 years of age. They, they have sons and daughters. I mean, just gifted. On, I, I'm not saying it because I'm kin to them. Uh, on all sides of the street, uh, but watch this. They hold them accountable. So when we look, when we were brought up, we didn't know that we were Democrat or Republican. We didn't know that. To this day, I don't. What I, what I am is is someone that cares about everyone and making sure that we all make it there together. Meaning that we have to go back and pick somebody up and carry them along the way, and then uh, help the next person out and make sure we all show up at the same time. So th- that's what it's all about. And so we, I don't care the background. What I care about is that they, they care. And these folks, y'all, they work hard. They, they work 40-plus hours overtime, double time and a half, because we got 21st century kids, which means that they 
like computers and iPads, iPhones, Androids, <laughs> all that stuff, cars and stuff. I'm telling you. And they love fancy restaurants. So we all work hard. But at the same time, I see them in the community, and these are the people we have to connect with. And I think, watch this, I think that we as a group, a party, whether we're Republican or Democrat, are doing a horrible job reaching back to reach these folks that's a little bit younger than myself because they have connection with the folks that's 16, 17, 18, and 20 years of age. And that's where the success is. And if we don't continue to, to, to move forward with them, and just every time I get on a Zoom and I'm in SE3 now in East Texas and everybody got gray hair and they don't look like me, something's wrong with that. Something's wrong with that. We're in the 21st century. And I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. And I don't care if you get mad or not because I know a lot of them listening right now. Because I don't have time to waste. And I don't have time to apologize because what's going to happen is that if we continue to apologize to one another for not doing the right thing, nothing's going to get done. So, therefore, I'm moving forward unapologetically but on purpose with a purpose so that we all can make it. Miss Rihanna, you need to take over your show. <laughs> why? <laughs> I, this yeah, why? Hey, Rihanna, Mike trying to drop the mic. That's right. I didn't want to drop the mic. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get out so y'all can have it. I, I'm just saying, I, I'm excited about the future, but somebody's going to have to show that they uh, Listen, if you're giving a speech and you're still cool, calm, and collected, something's wrong. You don't, you're not reading the tea leaves, as, as the old folks used to say. You don't see something's going on. We still have prisons that's being built. We still have uh, uh, edu- folks that's not being educated. We have people that's falling out of school. They're not graduating. You can't go into the armed forces with a GED anymore. You have to have a high school diploma. Why is that? Because black and brown kids were using the armed forces to go get an education. So now we realize that's Ivy League now. It's a big deal to get into the military when that was our way out of the ghetto. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, Mike, hey, 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 Doc, I want you to know that I'm gonna, that, that I'm gonna be with Mike. So I'll be, I, I'll be watching him. So you know, I'll make sure that uh, you know he's gonna do it the right way. You know, I'm going to check you. know that. I'm going to hold you to the five bag. I'm serious about that. Thank wow. you. Thank you for being there. Thank you. Well, it, yeah, yeah, it's Chris it, and Angela. We hope you'll there. come back anytime. Uh, call in any Monday night that you'd like to. And kudos to you for really putting that kind of time and energy into listening to young people and sharing mm-hmm. what you've learned. Uh, it's just so important for all of us to know young people because they are not the same as we were. <laughs> They're not the same people. They don't, they don't think the same. I was born in the 70s also, and I'm amazed, amazed, and learned so much from young people. Oh. And it's, just, it's so important to listen and to be there for them. So thank you for everything that you do. Oh, thank you all for having us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy it. Excellent. Okay. Well, I am, I don't think I have anything else to say because this has just been fantastic. So guys, if you want to, want to say any, any last things to end us out, then I'll play our music and we'll be done. This has been a fantastic show. I'm just going to say listening is healing. Listening is healing. Get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Well, yeah. I was walking around my home early trying to find a place to uh, do the live radio show because I, I knew all has been stirring up something in me for a while. Like I said, I was trying to wait till after November to, to say my piece. But, y'all, it, it, there's too many writings on the wall. I can see the writing on the wall. Um, our democracy is in trouble. And, again, I'm holding everybody accountable. Again, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. I don't care if you like me or hate me. I'm going to hold you accountable. Uh, our children, our future, my home is full right now with kids, like four or five of them. I don't even know their name. They're 18, 19, 20 years of age on purpose, reaching back to our youth. Our youth, NAACP, has grown exponentially. Matter of fact, uh, Miss Angel and Reverend uh, Chris, their kids were in the NAACP Youth Council, and uh, they're doing work in the communities. You see them all over communities. We're holding them accountable. We, we, we're teaching them to make sure that they uh, have a position in society. Y'all, let me, let me help you out with something else about the youth. Once they do uh, uh, decide that they like you, they love you, and they fall in love with you. So don't abuse that love. That's all I have. Thank you for having me. Real quick, Uncle Mike. Kelsey uh, yes. signed up for uh, her, the chapter on the campus of TSU. She joined their oh. NAACP recently. Awesome. <laughs> Kudos. Love yeah, that's my alumni. Home. That's my God. That's awesome. <laughs> she, she and her friends. Uh, I don't, I don't know if her friends signed up, but she signed up for the for that chapter over there in, uh, at TSU. Wow. But tell oh, her if they ever awesome. need a guest speaker, give me a call. I'll be there at the drop of a hat. Good deal. Good deal. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, knock them uh, dead at the uh, convention this weekend, Mike. You should be absolutely the headline speaker. But you know what? We got you all to ourselves tonight, so we're all the better for it. And we appreciate you so much. We appreciate our listeners so much. And we hope that you will all be back here next Monday night for Marvelous Monday. And join us on Thursday at noon central for A View from the Top. We appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. All right, good night. Thank you. What good night. When the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh, glory, glory. Hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Stop, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours. 